check the weather app, activate my base shield, order a pizza, and save a galaxy on the brink of war as forces vie for control of the Alpha and Beta Quadrants. Download Star Trek Fleet Command today. Join millions of players and forge alliances, defeat your enemies, and build an epic fleet to dominate the galaxy. Download Star Trek Fleet Command free on the App Store or Google Play. Star Trek Fleet Command. You have the con. Twenty-four minutes tonight. We'll go behind closed doors very shortly and talk cabinet reshuffle. Three big jobs up for grabs on Stephen Marshall's front bench. Will there be more change? Who should get the positions? Everyone's got an insider tip, but what do people think? Who's up for? Who deserves promotion? I think a lot of the MPs think they should get them. Oh no! Well, that, <laughs> I, when I say it, I expect they'll be the ones that text us. It'll mm, just be interesting yeah, to see right. who's, who's. Don't the... count me out. Yeah, you didn't who, hear this from me. Yeah, you know who I like the sound of? <laughs> that lovely Mister. Yeah, or Mrs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let us know. If you, and look, if you want to make a late pitch, we are going to discuss it at some point in time. So uh, if you want to text tell us... tell you what, in the current climate, there's not many people getting $150,000 pay rise. <laughs> yeah. Staggering, isn't it? Well, and, and there's been no... I mean, this is this point was put to Scott Morrison, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Why is it that... Why should it be that people in the upper echelons of government and the public service are the, only those that are... Those that can avoid bearing the brunt of the cost of this? Well, it's true. I mean, if you look at all the concert, different committees that are managing this around the country, there's... Not too many people running them have got a dog in the fight when it comes to their own pay. Mm. A, no, lot, a lot mm. of people I know in business have made that point. I mean, a lot of them have got backgrounds in business, but a lot of them have no background in business. It is, it's a unique situation because it is something that is... It, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of caught up with some friends on the weekend. It, everyone has, has had to deal with some form of a change to working conditions yeah. that you know, has, has disadvantaged them, most being pay cuts. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a normal thing in Australia this year. Pretty much everyone had a copper pay cut, except the people that ultimately are making the decisions about the country. Mm. And that just doesn't feel right. And the idea the idea that a pay freeze is <laughs> in any way onerous is a total no, joke. No, you know what? That says everything you need to know. Because the pay freeze argument works on the presumption, the presumption that you guess get a pay increase at regular intervals on the basis of continuing to turn up. Mm. That's what happens in... in in public service, like in the government, you know, the remuneration tribunal will have it, and pay gets indexed and whatnot. But the idea is, you feel so entitled to your regular raise that the that you feel like you're giving up something to suggest, well, I'll, I'll well, I'll forego the raise this year at a time when over the last three years wage growth has been zero in a lot of sectors too, literally zero. The first quarter of this year, pre-COVID, mm. was the inflation was zero and, and wage look. growth was. Going the other way. And people say, oh, you know, oh, it's just a symbolic thing. It's like, well, yeah, it mm. is. It is a symbolic thing. And, and you know, I, I, I don't know I don't know anyone in our industry who hasn't had a pay cut. Literally. We include ourselves in that. Absolutely. The editor of the Sunday Mail is Jess Leo Keltner, who joins us uh, at uh, regular intervals on 5AA Breakfast to talk about some of the stories People are uh, interacting with online that are going under the radar and have everyone chatting. Jess, good morning to you. Good morning to you both. Hey, Jess, one of the big stories, and we spoke about it a bit at length this morning that uh, came out of your paper, was Peter Gurr's column on uh, Sunday. Mm. Nicole Flint, not too impressed with it. She was joined us a little bit earlier. What did you make of it? I love a bit of robust debate. I mean, <laughs> what are we if, if we can't 
speak out and uh, and talk about how we feel. And, and I think it's great that we live in a society where people can uh, can say what they think and they can respond. Um, so I invite anyone to read uh, read Peter's article and, and make up their own mind on where they stand on it. But well said, yes. No one's saying he should be shut down, but uh, equally they weren't saying that he shouldn't be shot down either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think your letters to the editor will be good this week anyway. Exactly. Do they go directly to you, the letters to the editor, Jess? Uh, some of them do. They do. I, I read everything that comes through, so I certainly welcome. I mean, Peter has a great, strong, loyal following, and I think there are people on both sides of it. But what I will say is there was a male... Member of Parliament, but also uh, his dress sense was referred to in Peter's uh, article. So I think he uh, he bagged out to use a, <laughs> a term, uh, bagged out quite equally on both sides there. <laughs> no, well said, yeah, absolutely. All right, um, couple. Of, this is this is becoming almost alarming. Just the the regularity with which we've got to discuss wild animals wandering through suburbs. What's going on in Adelaide? I've got to say, these are among my favourite stories and um, it happens, like you say, with some regularity and you better believe this one. It was uh, two sheep that were found wandering in Henley Beach. Um, they were found in someone's front yard. The RSPCA came and collected them and it took a full 12 days until a rather sheepish Anthony Phillips put up his hand and said, yeah, they were mine. I got them from my dad's hobby farm at Two Wells and I thought they'd be a great living lawnmower. But to his credit, he's got a great sense of humour and, and in our story there we quote him and he said that they obviously thought the grass was greener on the other side of the fence <laughs> and that they were probably headed to the Ramsgate. The Ramsgate. So, I'll tell the you what, they're, they're lucky they... They're lucky they kept their distance from the old Estia Euros hut. Those people know what to do with a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> they die of obesity if they made it to my lawn. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Happy to report Mr Phillips now has purchased himself a lawnmower and uh, the sheep <laughs> are going back to two wells. Hey, Jess, I, I had a bit of a, is this an old Adelaide whinging for Australia response to the story in today's Tizer about the new Hyatt Regency being told by the powers that be that the building is too shiny. It, it, it comes across that way when you first read it. So uh, the state government's uh, state commission assessment panel said that the new Hyatt, um, which is being built to the tune of $160 million, um, is a little, yeah, too shiny. Uh, there's issues with the canopy, the facade and the reflectivity of the building. Um, so, you know, to, to the developers' uh, credit, they're saying they're taking very seriously what's been said. Um, and I suppose, you know, when you think in a traffic sense, there, there might be an issue there, but you, you don't often hear that something's too nice, almost. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Heaven forbid we give the green light to a really interesting-looking building. Yeah, that We need well, some more communist grey or something. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's sad when the argument is, well, hang on, that looks really nice. It's going to stand out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I spent a bit of a time up in the uh, the Riverland, uh, Jess, and now a couple of weeks off uh, going back a, a fortnight or so. I'm glad uh, that I didn't hang around in any government offices of Loxton and Wakery where it's clear there is a mould problem. Yes, from one shiny building to a mouldy building, it's um, it's been quite a run. Uh, unfortunately, yes, the staff at the uh, Lockton Wakery District Council developed a bit of a respiratory uh, issue, and they looked into the issue and, and found it was actually some mould spores um, in the building, which is an old heritage building, uh, and so. For those who follow this sort of issue, it, it should be the four level reading should be around 1,000 per cubic metre and they were found to be 17,000 in some areas of this building. So they've had to go uh, lease some other uh, premises while they uh, carry out some pretty costly repairs. Mm. Mm. Hey, yeah, we, we've spoken at length about this, Jess, particularly in relation to one notorious case that's 
uh, still before the courts. Some of these custom rego plates suggest that the people behind the wheel are uh, pretty antisocial. I read this article yesterday online on on uh, advertiser.com.au and was was stunned that people would even dream them up as being appropriate. Mm, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, I, I want to be pretty anonymous on the road, to be perfectly honest, but it seems an increasing number of SA motorists do want a um, custom number plate, and the numbers have gone up in terms of nearly 5,000 in the last financial year seeking this, but there are some that just, yeah, did not make the grade according to the Transport Department and, and some that are too rude to uh, uh, repeat on air, but other ones like murdered, lunatic, overdose and uh, a colloquial term for big bottom um, didn't quite make the grade. And it's quite interesting in the context that there was that story earlier this month about a, uh, a car parked at the airport for an extended period of time with the number plate COVID, mm. Um, mm. which was registered at the beginning of this year. So also they've uh, they've banned any future iterations of that. So anyone planning on putting COVID-19 on their car can, uh, can forget about why, it. Why would you want to? Yeah, that's mm. a good question, isn't it? What's the mentality? Do you hope that the first time you pull up at your friend's place, they'll have a chuckle? Like, how often does that gag pay off, the old pandemic <laughs> number plate joke? I don't mm. get it. One of the number well, we plates did... was about 9-11, too. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like 9-11 right. bomber or something. No. Yeah, yeah. And some uh, yeah. of them are just in poor taste. But we did speak to a professor of cultural studies, and um, she did sort of say that, you know, personalisation is kind of the new the new thing. So, you know, you think you've got, certain types of jumpers and things like that you might wear fashion-wise. But as you said, it's an, a use of an everyday object to create a distinctive place and space on the street. So mm. it's all mm. a matter of taste, isn't it? Well, yeah, there's something... Who, is... who says there's no value in getting an arts degree? Yeah, there's <laughs> certainly something distinctive about 9-11 humour. Um, now, lastly, Jess, I, did, I missed this story. Uh, tell us about the bloke that uh, has been in, in going through court because of a case of dumped refrigeration sheeting. Yeah, it sounds like a bit of a messy mix-up, literally. So a Wingfield man, uh, he was uh, thought he was delivering some refrigeration sheeting, which is used to line a cool room at a Dry Creek property, but it seems he might have got the addresses mixed up and, and dumped or delivered it, I should say, next door. Um, but the sight of this was enough to generate a complaint Council council have now taken this man to court um, because there was 50 litres of what they call general litter on a property without the landowner's consent. So needless to say, he's pleaded not guilty and said, look, it was, you know, he was trying to deliver something that had been ordered when he realised the issue, took the material away. So it'll be interesting to uh, see how that plays out. That's back in court on September 2. Excellent stuff as always. Jess, Jess Leo Kelton, the editor of the Sunday Mail. Thanks for joining us today, Jess. Thanks for having me. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's our biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.